Thank you for joining us tonight, Carpe GM Gamecast. This is Dan. Brian, the first Avenger. Mac on the mic. This is Tyler. And Steve. And what we're doing tonight is we're speaking about um, anything that might interest us as far as geek culture in general. Different mediums, varying intellectual properties, whatever we're into at the moment. Brian, how about you? Uh, I've been doing a quite a lot recently. I've been watching these videos online of this guy who put together all of the uncharted games uh they're for playstation 3 exclusive i'm pretty sure it's called like drake's fortune is the first one but there's three of them now and they've all won like game of the year or something like that huh. just like really highly praised and i don't have a ps3 because i want a system that works nobody would self-respect <laughs> yeah. because of a ps3 yeah you don't want your account hacked right yeah. i don't want, well they did get free games so i guess right, that's right. cool nobody can hack like my five dollars anyway but I have uh, I I've been watching these videos of this guy who edited together like all three of the games se- separately as movies, putting together all the cutscenes together in a like chronological order and gameplay to where you don't ever see like the press the X button or like oh, yeah. the That's HUD pretty, or anything like neat. that. Yeah, it's really cool. And I always say the story is really compelling. I I'm totally into it. I wish I could have played them. Uh, it's pretty much the idea of it is Indiana Jones set in today's world uh, there's nazis treasure hunting zombies i'm in yeah it is awesome nazis it's, zombies and treasure yeah it's hilarious deal the dialogue looks is great i'll it, take two <laughs> i'll take three <laughs> all three of them uncharted one two and three i right. want them all right they're uh, they're real cool uh, I, I highly recommend it to anybody and they're free online somebody put it up on youtube so if anybody wants to check them out i highly recommend it all right mac what do you got well Couple things. I've uh, recently started playing, as I've mentioned in other podcasts, Hunter, a st- uh, White Wolf game in the uh, in the storytelling system. Uh, we've been moving further in that, starting to level up a little bit, seeing how it plays out. Is that World of Darkness? It is World of Darkness. Like it's yeah. set in the same world and everything. And I've been learning a lot about the World of Darkness core book. So it's we're really getting into the storyline. There's a lot of Twin Peaks style feel going on with there's some midgets, stuff. <laughs> weird stuff. Yeah, there's uh, red lights. No, seriously, I had the GM go watch some Twin Peaks on Netflix so that he could kind of, you know, <laughs> properly creep me out. Yes. Inception. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of that, a little bit of Buffy going on. Who killed your character, man? And we're starting to gr- the party's coming together. We're really starting to grow. It's very interesting. All right. The Hunter, the the New World of Darkness Hunter, you're playing as uh, regular people. World of Darkness, the core book, combines their different, their uh, wraith, and, well, I'm not sure wraith exists anymore, but mage and uh, werewolf and vampire, they're different books. Uh, several others, I'm never going to meet this, I think, is one. I'm never going to have a complete list, but putting them together in the same world with a big rules rebuild that they did a few years ago, Let's you tell some pretty interesting stories, and they added another one in Hunter. Hunters are normal people who encounter some of the other crazy stuff from the other books and get mad. Well, there was a there was a hunter in the old World of Darkness too. Was there? Yeah, there there wasn't uh, a hunter line to the. Um... 
Wasn't it like an adversary book to the World of Darkness? Yeah, it was like a splat book. Yeah, but yeah, it, it was it was there. The concepts were there, but it's so it's not an entirely new concept. But I don't think it got much play action. And like I played Mage back in the day, just a little bit Mage the Ascension before yeah. the the whole rules real. I remember you used to have that old book. You used to sit there and look at it. It's pretty cool. I I read it definitely more times than I ever played it, but. Uh, and I mean, I miss some of the stuff. I was a big fan of like the overarching villain that was in the background of Mage, and they don't have that sort of stuff anymore. But in Hunter, it's because with the New World of Darkness, they've kind of dialed back the meta plot. Yeah, the fixed world stuff. Because the yeah. meta plot in the fixed world was what was getting so convoluted with the World of Darkness stuff, and it's what became the huge barrier of entry if you wanted to start playing that game. Is because you had to learn the history from these twenty read different all these books, books and, yeah, and like you know, to read the novels. Yeah, pretty, and, yeah. pretty I, staggering stuff. I can remember, and I was very much into the fluff, and I actually read one or two of the old uh, vampire novellas. But like, vampire had this whole idea of a background history that they'd been in these families for thousands of years, and you could play vampires in Rome and stuff like that. But Mage's backstory said that a lot of that stuff never actually happened, and it, it was kind of self-contradictory. So I'm a I'm a big fan of the rules rebuild, and it definitely makes it easier on my storyteller. And, right. Uh, so I'm getting exposed to the new system now. It's nice playing just a normal dude who's being uh, confronted with truly terrifying stuff. Play Call of Cthulhu, man. Well, I mean, Cthulhu Mythos is out of print, so... The, uh, Call of Cthulhu well, the, is... Yeah. is now, There's a Savage Cthulhu. Yeah. Is there? Yeah. yeah. And there's... Um, they have a horror splat book, too. Chaosium is still putting out... Is it, It's Chaosium, right? Yeah, Chaosium is still putting out me. Call of Cthulhu. I think they're in their sixth edition. See, the, what was that system called? The uh, basic role-playing system. Oh, yeah. Burp. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, Excuse me. The... Uh, the White Wolf books look a lot better than they used to, too. The covers, the everything, the interior. Everything has to look better nowadays because so many They're people competing. are pirating PDFs. That, that's so true. So if you don't get the beautiful physical copy of a book... They got all that Underworld lawsuit money. Yeah. <laughs> if, if your book's not just absolutely beautiful with fantastic art, the bar's raised because if, if it's just a, a standard text document like the old... Just steal it off the internet. Yeah, the old do. Gary Gygax, you know... <laughs> first you know white pages pamphlet edition of dungeons and dragons looks like you know my my youngest kid typed it up on notepad (laughs) man that stuff was goofy (laughs) why bother why bother spending the money on the book when you can torrent it it looks like which uh, for those of you that are out there doing that shame on you just for the record so uh storyteller system is pretty Pretty neat, and I've heard a lot of good things about the new system. You can still play, from what I understand, it's it's relatively backwards compatible. You can still play the old World of Darkness stuff with the new World of Darkness See, books. See, I thought it wasn't like that. Uh, it's, it's, you just have to be able to cut off the meta plot. What I have noticed is that stats scale in the same way. Um, experience doesn't necessarily because, well, at least in Hunter, there's a different sort of experience. I don't necessarily mean as far as the system and transporting a, a specific character. I mean... Um, you can pick and choose the bits and pieces of the meta plot that you want to have active. Because that was the big thing about the old storyteller system is it had such a deep, rich environment for you to play in. But it was also the same thing that kept people back. Here, read these ten books if you want to start playing the system. Uh, so you can you can kind of tailor the meta plot to it because it's 
there's not nearly that great of meta plot in the new world of darkness. That is definitely true. Yeah. The Scion books are, I think, also White Wolf. But I don't know if it's a World of Darkness like no system. Scion's its own system? its own entity. I, I don't think I that's think. true. Actually, like there is additional rules, but it uses like the the dot. Like I, I've looked at some of the old. I actually have some of the new World of Darkness stuff. And well, it I have looks to look into that. Similar. I had no idea. Yeah. if that's part of the the uh, storyteller system. It's that pretty I had ball too. I like as someone, far as the old World of Darkness. Someone explain to me what that what system World of Darkness employs because I'm actually on. It's called the story the storyteller system. It's made by White Wolf. It's one of the it's one of the the big ones from the I guess it like was the 90s, early yeah. early nineties. Uh, that's the White Wolf. The that's main, a big competitor to uh, Dungeons and Dragons at the time, right? Pretty much the only competitor for a long time. That was way before Pathfinder. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Some 15 because years basically, Paizo Press, the guy who the guys who make Pathfinder now, they wrote a lot of Dungeon and Dragon magazine, which was the um, supplemental. I'm pretty sure that uh, I cannot remember his name offhand, but he was the editor or the organizer for the. Dungeons and the Dungeon and Dragon magazine department. Yeah, when he broke off, and then they they all kind of worked hand in hand closely with Wizards itself. But then when they broke off, they had already had all this material that they've made like third party through Dungeons and Dragon magazine. So then they started their own company. So it is is it a separate mythos? Is oh yeah. Oh absolutely. It's, you know all your like Euro Goth the Crow like that's like uh, Sandman. It's like so much that like you wouldn't like you could drive down the highway and see like five black spots of pale dudes like dressing up playing like LARPing. That is vampire masquerade. Of, most of most of the LARPing that went on was uh, World of Darkness stuff as far as it's usually the vampire stuff. It's pretty rules light and story heavy. And that's why you're able to LARP it for the most part. You almost never need to pick Did up a dice. Did it have a dice. lot of penetration in the United States or was it Europe-based? Oh, uh, yeah, huge in the United States. There was. It was also really big in the United Kingdoms too, I'm pretty sure. Like, Yeah, there's still... That was worldwide, just like Dungeons & Dragons. I mean, it's printed in multiple languages. and uh, Big system. Big, big system. Upon review, Scion is published by White Wolf and does operate on the Storyteller nice. system, but is not included in the World of Darkness. That I knew. I just didn't know if it was the same system or not. It was indeed. I think we're both right. I agree Somehow. to disagree. Unless, uh, it doesn't matter what the question is. It's was. enough from you, I'll Paradox. take it. I was wrong. Sorry about that. What about you? What are you looking into these days? Um, Over the weekend, Blizzard, one of the main gaming companies of today, actually released their new game, Diablo 3, into open beta, just for the weekend, of course. Okay. And so anybody had access to it. You go download the client if you had an active Battle.net account. Stay a while and listen. Stay a while and listen. <laughs> That's some cube you've got there. The Herodric cube. Most, and people would just come for Deckard Kane. I mean, his voice is still as sexy as ever. Ugh, not in town. <laughs> but, so I was, can't <laughs> eat that. So, so I was able to try that out. And So what would you think? I, you know, I, I really liked it. Um, I'm very jealous of you, by the way. I'd really like to play it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I only got a chance to play through it once. Um, it only takes about an hour to play through what the first act. What class did you play? I played Demon Hunter. And what was interesting about Demon Hunter is that it had, like, two separate mana pools. It had um, Hatred, which regenerated very quickly, and that you, that was most of the uh, damage spells. And then Discipline, which were more the defense spells, such as Traps. And the Demon Hunter was kind of like a, it's kind of like a Van Helsing sort of class. And so I found I found it very interesting, and you know, it, I kind of shied away from my normal class, which is usually barbarian or Viking, 
you know, the sort of fighter class that I like to usually play into more of a roguer, roguish class, I guess. Roguer Isn't class. it more like a range rogue? It's kind of like a range rogue and kind of range like roguer. a range yeah, rogue. Range yeah. roguer. <laughs> but yeah, I, I found the two mana pools very interesting and overall the, the story just good as ever and um, good old bloodshed as well. Very, very, very nice physics engine and anybody could dive into this game, even not having played Diablo 2. So I found that very interesting. All right, well. I'll definitely check it Sounds out. Sounds so out. awesome. Yeah. I was talking to somebody at the bar the other night, and they were explaining to me the same thing, the Demon Hunter, and I was like, I'm in. How much is it for this game? And, so, like, and each class <laughs> has its own armor tier set, like several tier set. There's like 16 tiers of armor or something wow. like that, and they each progressively look cooler somehow. How do you get 16 tiers of armor to look like <laughs> like marginally cooler than oh, the last? Oh, that's cool. Wait, oh, that's, that's even cool. cooler. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now, like, uh... I had access to the beta, the closed beta, for a while, and uh, I had the chance to play through all the different classes and to play them to their maximum level got and a see pro how, the, over how here. the different things. Yeah, well, you know, I spent some time with it. I was, uh, I got to see several of their incarnations. Man, by the, I got invited in a, a mass wave where they were testing their servers, but uh, it was right after they'd done several class rebuilds from the ground up, and they'd ripped an entire profession, including all of its, like, quest lines and its position in town and all the graphics. That went on. They ripped the whole thing out of the game. Now, they only put a little bit of the game up for it, but I can only imagine the ramifications it had for everything else that they weren't even demoing. But uh, a lot of the classes are really neat. The, the structures uh, of the different classes are completely distinct in that all of them have a completely separate resource system there are multiple casters but the the one of the casters uses uh an arcane energy thing the other the one of the other class caster classes uses mana they work differently they're spent differently it's pretty neat no, like that's... monsters drop like mana and you're like the arcane user or whatever so it's just like oh this is useless to my class or something like that no they don't they actually never drop mana. The the classes that use mana naturally, well, the class that uses mana, the Witch Doctor, naturally regenerates it at a slow rate but has a larger initial pool. The Arcane Energy class, the Wizard, uh, uses its pool up very quickly. It has a small pool, but it also regenerates very quickly. So they're kind of bursty, you know. All monsters naturally drop health that just if you walk like over, it heals orbs. you. Kind of lets you, for a gameplay experience, there's not a whole lot of going back to town. You can really just keep going. Yeah, they drop little little red gem-looking orb things that when you just walk over, you heal. You can keep going, keep going. It's very fast-paced. It really accelerates the process, definitely, because in Diablo 2, that was kind of a problem, was you would have to individually pick up the potions and then get somewhere safe and then pop them, wait for the regeneration to happen. Um, also, what I found interesting with the Demon Hunter in particular, I think it's the same with uh, maybe monks, is that you use some spells to regenerate your mana pool. Oh, oh, that's pretty cool. Right. It's true for some of the classes. The two caster classes don't do that. Um, Barbarian stuff is all based on cooldowns, I believe. And then they have a slightly larger health pool, but they're also more vulnerable. And then, yeah, monks uh, can make several attacks to generate whatever their resource is. I can't remember exactly what it's called. And then can use other attacks to spend it. And then, actually, I think in the case of the Demon Hunter, isn't it you use certain attacks to generate... Your your main what's the the fury is that the offensive uh, it's, resource? It's hatred. Hatred is a hatred. offensive resource. It, don't you use some to generate hatred, and then when spending hatred, you get discipline. Typically, I it, seem to remember it as being a back and forth kind it of. It is thing. sort of I a found scale. When I spend hatred, I get lawsuits. So <laughs> <real time. laughs> right, right. Who actually brings discipline out of hatred? Uh, I guess demon. The hurts. Sith. I guess yeah. The maybe. Sith. Yeah. yeah. There you go. So Steve, how about you, man? What are you into? Well. Uh, just a few days ago, I found... Now playing in Steve's game room. Yeah, yeah, I found this, uh, I don't know, 
how many of you guys know about it, but there's a uh, graphic novel series called Mouse Guard that's been out for a few years. Oh, yeah. yeah that's, it's um, actually, I'm pretty sure it was yeah. a, a novel series before yeah. even the comics came yeah, out. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I don't really buy into it that much, but I got a digital copy of the RPG. There's an RP, tabletop RPG for it, and I've just sort of been picking through it over the past day. No, that uses the... Uh Burning wheel, the burning wheel, yeah. the burning wheel I, system. I'm right? not familiar with it. Like I'm just now getting into the book. So that system, from what I understand of it, I haven't actually looked at it. I've I've read a few things. I've I've heard a few interviews and whatnot. But that system is very role play heavy. Yeah, and you're like role playing is actually a quantified. So far, what I've read is you you have to have goals in every session, and it's right. it's all goal based. And as a GM, you're just trying to like basically block the players from like achieving what from, they're trying to from do. From achieving what they're trying to do in every session because the game uses like I mean it's mouse guard, so it's kind of like your mouse it's your mice. <laughs> your, your mice. So it's really easy to make these big, like grandiose adventures out of like okay going I'm, upstairs. I'm going across the room. <laughs> basically, yeah. And so you're you're trying it's I'm going to get the mail. It's kind of a different perspective to uh Please come back alive. To make obstacles for the players so are there classes or anything like that or is it just like i'm a mouse i have a sword i'm not really sure yet but i don't think so i'm I'm pretty sure it's a classless system and i know that the uh, character generation process is called character burning where you burn a character and i'm pretty sure you build your character from the ground up from that point and begin play after oh, that. Oh, cool. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's an all-inclusive system where you... And I'll have to look into this because I, I was intrigued by the I'd, Burning Wheel I'd system. I really like to play it You sometime. have beliefs, too. It's Instead of, like, uh, alignments, you have beliefs. So it's basically a statement of what your character is instead of an, a basic alignment. So, for example, your belief could be, like, I feel that the Mouse Guard should be true to justice and defend the innocent whenever they can. So, like, one character's belief could be that. Another character's belief could be their own statement. And it creates sort of like a... Basically create your alignment. It's open-ended. And and how your character's going to act from from that. It's not so black and white and good and evil. It's kind of varying degrees. No. And, yeah, like I said, it seems like it's all goal-based. And there's another game I I have some experience with called Weapons of the Gods. I've heard of that one. It's really sort of underground, not really really very many people know about it but it's based on some like chinese comic book series apparently and how that system works is you level up through actions uh not really through okay you beat a monster this is how much xp you get you right each character character sheet has a, a chart on it that's has different concepts of a person, somebody's personality. So, right. like, there's altruism, justice, hatred, vengeance, all that. And you level up once you've completed a certain amount of actions that have to do with one or more of those concepts. I say, like, okay. I've been recently looking at, I did a little thing of that Marvel Heroic role playing that just came out, and it's a very similar system right, for leveling right. up. Basically, you play as one of the Marvel characters, and the way you gain experience and level up is by there's like three different actions of like you acting like yeah. that character, and when you do that, you like those certain actions true to your character archetype and personality, you gain experience and yeah. level up. Seems very similar to that. It makes sense, because I mean it's basically giving players another way to play the game, really. I mean, when you think about it. 
Well, yeah, and that, that I mean that's really important that you're not just doing cookie cutter just numbers. Kill monster equals numbers. Yeah, exactly. We talked about it before. Kill stuff, take stuff. Kill more stuff. Sell stuff. Kill stuff. Take stuff. So Clean, on and so rinse, forth. Repeat. Right. Which has its place. It does have its place. Now. In Diablo three, apparently. <laughs> this just in from the research department. Uh, Mouse Guard was a bi-monthly comic book, uh, collected into one volume so far that, that I know of, and has only been adapted into a role-playing game. That role-playing game won best role-playing game at the Origins Awards in two thousand nine. Yeah, I had heard that one. I'd heard that it was a really good system, and I uh, just haven't had the opportunity to check it out yet. So I'm definitely gonna have to put that on my list of things to do. Sounds great. Yeah, I'm doing it. I'm get, They got a really cool uh, product out. It's a starter set yeah. box type thing, and it's I think it's like sixty bucks. It comes with a paperback main rule book, uh, a GM screen, which I think is pretty Ooh, cool. A bunch of characters. cheese on it and stuff. Yeah, Gorgonzola. A bunch of character <laughs> sheets and some kind of cards. I don't know. I have to read the book more, but I'm just gonna probably go pick it up. Rescue Rangers the RPG. Oh, Ratatouille. Just think of all the mice. That hot squirrel from the Sword in the Stone. I think you should keep that one to yourself. <laughs> Some Does everybody always say that? Are, in fact, better left unsaid. <laughs> yeah. Now, as far as I'm concerned, there's a, a pretty big deal for me coming up soon. It's a local gaming convention called Fear the Con 5. Uh, it takes place in um, Maryland Heights, I believe, is where it's at. It's ran by the guys from Fear the Boot. Someone's basement? No, it's in a, it's in a hotel. It's apparently it's a big deal. I haven't been to this particular convention, but I've been... Is it in the hotel basement? <laughs> I'm sure it's not. Okay. In a hotel oh, California. <laughs> now, I haven't been to a gaming con for over a decade. It's been a long time. I was out of the loop for quite some time. I've I'm never pretty... been. Has anybody here ever been other than Dan? I've been to several no. conventions. It's a, it's a pretty, very slick... It's a very slick Does experience. Daikon count? Daikon counts, yeah, yes. absolutely. Absolutely. Apparently getting drunk with Freddy is a, counts as a convention. Uh, you didn't take advantage of the convention. You were just in a hotel. <laughs> so I haven't been to a gaming con for over a decade. So it's a pretty big deal for me that I get to go and check this place out and hopefully make some new friends and play a couple of games and maybe score a couple of interviews for the podcast. That'd be great, too. With that in mind, anybody that is interested and is, happens to be in the St. Louis area and can hear this, should check out the website. It's Fear the Con 5 is the name of the website. And again, the podcast is Fear the Boot. Those guys are fantastic. Although I'm pretty sure if you're listening to us, you've probably already listened to Fear the Boot. If you do get to go to the con, send us an email. Let us know what your experience was. Write something on the forums. Get in contact with us and let us know how your con went. With that, we're going to do something new here, something we've been wanting to do since we started this, and it's do a quick game review. Now, we've chose a couple of... Very small, not very deep, very shallow, rules-like games to, to review over the course of the next few minutes. Drunk games. That, that's a good, a good beer and pretzels games. Uh, we chose these because they're easy, they're quick, and we're still fiddling with our format, and we're still noodling with the way we're doing this podcast. So anyone that's still listening out there, I appreciate your patience. We'll get there, I promise. <laughs> Noodling. Noodling. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay, so let's get started with this. The first game up on the block is Zombie Dice. Zombie Dice. Zombie Dice. Now, Zombie Dice is a dice game where your goal is simple. You try to eat brains. You try not to get shotgunned. You are the zombie. You are the zombie. Oh, I didn't gather that when I played it. Really? You just just wanted the brains because... Just because. I thought, you know... Maybe he was saving brains. Everyone step five steps away from Tyler. (laughs) (laughs) This thing scatters five feet in either direction. Give me those shotgun dice. All right. 
So the the game concept is simple. It's a random die mechanic. The dice are broken down into three different colors, red being the hardest to get brains, yellow being intermediate to I think it's average on on both in both directions. And green and is green, all you can brain buffet. Yeah, and and very low risk. This is your brain with a sprig of mint. <laughs> green bean, brains are gross. I like the red ones. Oh, they're the sweetest. Oh, sorry, was that on the mic? Yeah, that was on. <laughs> sorry, sorry about that. Carpe GM Gamecast now being presented to you in three different rooms. <laughs> <laughs> the game is manufactured by Steve Jackson Games. Those of you who are GURPS fans know who I'm talking about here. Uh, and pretty much those of you that have played any game in the last 20 years know who we're talking about. The, the company's a giant. This one is simple. It's got 13 dice. It costs $13.13. The, the game ends when somebody collects 13 brains. Pretty simple. You take turns going around the table, randomly pulling dice out and rolling them to decide whether you are going to collect the brains that you have potentially collected and keep moving or stop where you're at and just take the brains that you have accumulated through your rolls and add them to your score. The risk being that if you get if you accumulate three shotguns at any point, you lose all the brains that right. you've gathered during your turn. Yes, but you, you can still keep anything that might be on your score sheet, but you lose everything presently. Right, anything from a previous turn you've kept. But So it's a when-do-you-stop kind of game. Yeah, it's exactly what it is. And it's a very fast game. It'll probably take us longer to review it than it would for you to play it. We should have uh, just played it. We have uh, dice, dice clacking loud. Yeah, just dice. let them hear it. You know, don't even talk. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> you got six brains. All right, your turn. Yeah, take our word for it. You know. Yeah. What is this? Is this the podcast? Now this is not a. <laughs> this is not a serious game for for serious gamers. Obviously, you got five minutes. You pick up zombie dice. You throw it down. For casuals. Beer yeah. and beer and pretzels game. You can play it with anybody. Teach it to your girlfriend, your little yeah. sister. You can, you can show your girlfriend, it to sister. your girlfriend's little sister. Yeah. You can show it to people and they won't make fun of you because you know it's kind it's of. It's got like, zombies it's on zombies. it. Zombies. Yeah, yeah, they'll probably still make fun. They'll of you. make fun yeah. of you. Yeah. Is That's this Yahtzee? I can't tell what's going. You can on. probably just tell them it's like something cool that like a lot of people play and then they'll believe you. You know, I don't have to like oh, hipsters. Delve into this. All no, they won't play obscure. that. Oh, it's yeah. already cool. It's yeah, yeah. the new cool. Yeah, it's got to be. Well, they wouldn't. They wouldn't. Hipsters would never be able to play it because if they acknowledge they're hipsters, then they're no longer hipsters. You're right. Yeah, you're right. Sort of like the Matrix. Almost. Yeah. So they just act like they're not hipsters when they happen to be buying the old fedora hat. I know. What is up with that? I saw a hipster this hey, weekend. Man, I've got a fedora, and <laughs> I've got a fedora. Too. I've been wearing a fedora for. 15 years. Oh, you were wearing it before they were cool? I was wearing it, <laughs> so wearing it before it was cool. And there's a problem with hipsters. There's a little hipster in all of us. <laughs> yeah. Zombie Dice is fun. I like it a lot. It's really short, really clean cut. Just like roll some dice, play the game. If you want to throw some dice down, and it's... It's, it's a fun game to play where you're waiting on the other players to show up for your session. Absolutely. It's perfect. Any, anybody got anything else to add to this little little game here? Any strategy advice, anything like that? Strategy advice. Yeah, Roll the dice strategy. good. Right. Yeah. Uh, no, <laughs> no guts, no glory. Yeah, no yeah, guts, yeah. no glory. That's yeah, the only strategy you ever need for any game. No guts, no glory. Roll yep. dice and you'll either win the game or lose the game. It's all in the dice. It's not your fault. Oh, it's totally your fault. It's always your yeah, fault. Yeah, and I'm winning. Oh. oh! So the other game we're going to talk about today is a game called uh, Cthulhu Dice. Now this one I'm actually going to hand over to Brian. He has been... He's had this one for quite some time. So, Brian, tell us about Cthulhu Dice. 
Remember Zombie Dice? Yes. Yeah, it's that same game, but exactly the reverse of it. Oh, that's fantastic. Instead of rolling dice, like bunches of dice, you get one dice, <laughs> and you get little tokens instead. So but that one dice has more faces on it. It does. It's This is a... Yeah, so you've got a D12. Yeah, the die is a D12. You've got... Uh, are they all different faces? No, you got a couple repeats here. Okay. I got like one Cthulhu. There's a one Cthulhu. And like so one everyone, Elder Sign. Everyone starts out with... with some sanity three sanity yeah basically you get three little tokens and you roll a dice determine the outcome that's on the little paper you attack the different players and then once somebody has the last remaining sanity you win basically and also you can just lose to cthulhu because there's this little cthulhu as it should be yeah there's like a cthulhu in the middle basically and my friend nathan drew up a little picture of cthulhu we put him on there uh, and uh, if everybody loses the Cthulhu, nobody wins. So that's fun. So as too. you roll your dice, you're either collecting or giving away sanity points, which are in the little tokens that you get. Those are those, that's how those are signified. It's basically uh, a diced out version of, hey, I'll give you one of those if you give me one of those. <laughs> and yeah. the strategy point in this comes in: you get to choose who you're going to attack. Yeah. Every die roll is an attack on someone else around the table, and then they get a response retaliation roll. So if I attack say, Mac, and my attack is successful, he could either, A, have to pay uh, a sanity point to Cthulhu, or B, pay a sanity point to me. Yeah. Or there's a couple other options on the dice. You could just gain a sanity point from from Cthulhu. Yeah, yeah. Or you could cause everyone to lose a sanity point. Which is what happened last time we played, and I won, because everyone else only had one. <laughs> so you were the last guy standing that yeah, wasn't... And another you cool weren't completely thing. nuts yet? Yeah, the other cool thing about this game that I actually like, it's another one of those beer and pretzels kind of games, is when you're out, you're not out. You still get to do stuff, so you're not just sitting there at the table yeah, waiting for the I, next I was completely out of sanity. Yeah. I was stark raving crazy. Yeah. yeah. And... I was still playing every turn, still making my my rerolls and still attacking people. Just because I was mad doesn't mean I was asleep. Right. So I was able to still con- still play along, and there were specific conditions where I could get sanity back if the die rolled my specific rolled my way. Now everybody else went crazy before I got back out of it, so I was essentially just I never an ca- I never came that point. exactly. I was essentially on Cthulhu's side at this point. Yeah. I was just taking sanity from everyone else it's fun to do something though once you've like lost you know like it's like, oh yeah absolutely. Just sitting there it's doing better than nothing. sitting there it's very uncharacteristic in all honesty yeah. bankrupted monopoly means you can go home right like, yes yeah, this absolutely. is gonna be another two hours and you're not gonna be doing anything or you can be banker if you want <laughs> and then you're already Ooh. off because you know you're two hours into the game you just went bankrupt <laughs> you can sit there stewing like watching the rest of the people like, still playing. watching the people <laughs> who just beat you having yeah. a great time yeah adult monopoly is like never ends well no no should never be played by adults. Mm-mm. As long as, well, never mind about the free parking. Oh. And these sanity points are on a very deflated system. You Thank each you. only get three to start off with. So it doesn't take long oh, to play the yeah, game. It, the wind yeah, the is out of the like, sails. It's ten minutes. Five to ten minutes, maybe. Five to ten minutes. I think it's faster than Zombie Dice, but a little more now, complicated. Now, I would to be not- fair, you've only played Zombie Dice a couple of times. And the first time that I saw you play it... Oh my god, it was the, like... The nobody... Dumb- <laughs> it was like you were... You we went were, three rounds before any of us got any points. Yeah, it was a bunch of zombies in a closed mall. Yeah. There was nobody there. There was nothing going on. So, it's like Red Net Massacre. So there you have it. Zombie Dice, Cthulhu Dice. Quick uh, games. What's, what's Cthulhu Dice cost? Uh, it's like... Ten bucks, maybe. All right, ten, twelve dollars, somewhere yeah. in there. Also, a Steve Jackson game. Now, we we yeah. can we can probably make 
make another like homebrew game called Busey Dice, <laughs> where there's no tokens and no dice, and, and just everyone and is everyone's just, just crazy, just crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, just an, empty, crazy. an empty box. <laughs> All right, and it costs like rainbow starfish <laughs> dollars and unicorn cents. <laughs> So there you have it. There's a couple of quick game reviews for you. Now those later were on. We'll get into some more like in depth. Absolutely. Games. The goal here is for us to get into much more beefy games, board games, so on and so forth. If we're gonna do uh, RP, if we're gonna do uh, RPGs, we'll devote an episode to reviewing an RPG because those tend to be a little deeper and launch bigger conversations. But uh, there's some big board games out there too. We got big plans for this section of the podcast, and as soon as we get done noodling with our uh, format, we're gonna fit it in here somewhere. So noodling noodle brilliant <laughs> now the last thing i want to say is anyone who wants to contact us listen to the blurb get a hold of us on the forum leave a comment on the website we really want your emails we want to respond we we want the community that's kind of why we're doing this in the first place trying to build it up trying to build a community Job's and done. and trying to use trying to use More. this podcast the website whatever as a platform for people to stand on while discussing new games or old games and new ways of playing them or basically just to help support the game community. And we're all pretty personable guys. I mean, we're not going to attack you or, you know, no. defame your character. I don't not know. Not much. <laughs> Besides Max, maybe. The more, Max. The more Max. input Max. we get. Max Payne over here. Max Headroom. No, no, no. The more input, Mad Max. The more uh, input we get, the, the more interesting the show will become. Absolutely. absolutely. Let us know what you think. <laughs> we need Let to us, get them. We need show to topics. fun of, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That'll be fantastic. <laughs> that being said, thank you for joining us. It's the Carpe GM Gamecast. I'm Dan. I'm Steve. I'm Tyler. I'm Mac. Brian. And remember... Support the hobby. Support the industry. Support your local game store. And support Cabin in the Woods. The Carpe Diem Gamecast is presented under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivative License Version 3.0. For questions, comments, and other feedback, please feel free to email dan at carpegm.net or join our forum at carpegm.net slash forum. Thank you. Next time on the Carpe Game Gamecast. So, so wait, this is this is the best game? No, this is the one? Dude, what? I, I told you, it's a zany action. The crazy what? contraption. The fun is catching. <laughs> you told me these mouse was supposed to have swords. Really, man? Come on. <laughs>